1: Diving deep, deep, diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field, here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, John McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia.
0: We'll get into the game in just a little bit. We'll do our pregame six-pack, but John, you mentioned it. It's J.J. Watt week. He's going into the ring of honor. Um, I guess... As far as as far as JJ goes, I, it's been really cool for me to see him kind of get reengaged with the team. I know he was playing in Arizona the last couple of years, so it, for him to have any thoughts on what's going on in Houston while he's still playing for another team is probably uh, it, it, you know that's that's probably pretty normal for him to be focused on what he's doing. But I would I would say just based on how weird the last couple of years have been before D'Amico got here, I would have guessed prior to them hiring D'Amico, it would be a while before we get a JJ Watt Ring of Honor induction just because. You know, I I don't know how associated with the team he would want to be at that point. I really feel like hiring D'Amico and a lot of the good decisions the McNair's have made almost kind of sped this thing up and 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 made it something that happened pretty quickly after he got done retiring.
1: Well, they were going to do it. He was going to do it because he loves the Texans. You know, he and 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 I bet you he will never admit that if Jack Easterby hadn't been here, he would have finished his career with the Texans. He'd never say that. And in fact, I think. Deshaun Watson would have never asked to be traded if Easter B hadn't been here. But uh Watt keeps close tabs on the Texans. You know, he moved to Arizona. Uh he and Kaalea and Koa live out there and he gets to play a lot of golf. He says his handicap has not improved. When he was here for a charity appearance about two weeks ago, I got to spend some time with him and he knew everything going on with the Texans. He'd already been over in the stadium talking to D'Amico Ryans, and I think after the charity event and the practice bubble, he was headed back to talk to D'Amico some more. They were teammates one year in 2011, and I've always loved covering Watt. They asked me if I'd record a video for him, and I did. It was short and sweet. Congratulated him on the Ring of Honor and told him I was going to be honored to be in Canton when he was inducted into the Pro Football of Fame in five years. And uh, so I'm pumped about it. Yes, it'd be great if they could win another game. might be very hard to do considering more injuries in the offensive line we're going to get to. But I honestly said I've covered, and I've told him in the video, I've covered a lot of athletes in my 47 years covering the NFL, and I've never covered one I enjoyed more than him, that he was always entertaining even when he lost, sometimes more than when he lost. Mm-hmm. Even with one-word one, one word answers, he was entertaining. And uh, to me, you know, he asked for his release. The McNair's gave it to him. And uh, he had those two years with the Cardinals. I'm glad he went out in style last year with 12 sacks. Yeah. And uh, I still – I can't remember a cooler thing that I've ever seen. And I watched it on Hard Knocks, that in season Hard Knocks. I watched every episode because I wanted to see Ian Hopkins. When he went to Santa Clara and they played the last game, got killed by the players f- and when they took him out, all the 49er fans stood and clapped for him, gave him a standing ovation, chanted his name, J.J. Watt, J.J. Watt. D'Amico's over on the sideline clapping for him, mm-hmm. and Watt had picked up Koa, and he got very emotional. You don't see – you don't see many. the When Jeter went to the Red Sox for his last appearance at Fenway, the fans did that with him, mm-hmm. gave him a standing ovation. Derek Jeter, like they do at Yankee Stadium. Those are two send-offs that I'll remember as long as I'm living.
0: Yeah, no, it was really cool. It was really cool of 49er fans to look up from the the pummeling. They were probably laying on an Arizona Cardinal fan in the stands and look up and go, oh, you know what? We should cheer JJ for a second. And then as soon as they were done cheering, and they went back and started wailing on whatever Cardinal fan was next <laughs> to him. I feel like every fight video that I see lately involves 49er fans. It's just very weird. But back to JJ Watt, John. Um, I, As far as the Ring of Honor goes itself, the message to me seems pretty clear as to what the – barrier the threshold is to get in you need to be a player who is at least has conversations around being a hall of famer or an all-time great at least at this stage of the franchise because Andre went in in 2017 the late Bob McNair goes in a couple years ago so he's on a separate you know he founded the team so that's separate we're just talking players right here Andre goes in in 2017 JJ Watt goes in here in 2023 I know there's a lot, the Texans have had a lot of good players, no question about it. Some players that at in the moment at their peak were really, really good players. But if a really, really good player were going to go in the ring of honor, I feel like it would have happened sometime in the last six years. That it is six years in between Andre Johnson and J.J. Watt being the first two. Makes me wonder who and when will the next player be that goes into the ring of honor, do you think?
1: I'm not going to call it low in their standards, but they're never going to get anybody like Watt and Andre Johnson, two two of the greatest in history at their positions. I think DeAndre Hopkins, you know, he's the second best receiver in history. I think Mm -hmm. he deserves to be up there. I think Gary Kubiak deserves to be up there, and I think Jonathan Joseph is another one. Now, Jonathan's not going to the Hall of Fame, but he did a lot for this franchise on and off the field. It It just matters on how exclusive you want to make it. But I believe strongly Hopkins will eventually, and I hope they put Kubiak on there for what he did. I mean, one of the things he did, never got a lot of attention to lately, all the great assistant coaches he had who've gone on to be head coaches, but also winning the first division, winning the first playoff game, and basically just being so beloved and respected by everybody in his hometown.
0: Hopkins is the one I agree with you the most on there. I love Gary Kubiak. I just – like that's – To me, like you're the coach, and you know the furthest you made it was a divisional round. I I mean I get the historical significance, and again, I feel bad even saying it because Gary Kubiak is a genuinely awesome dude. Um, But hey, we'll we'll agree to maybe like moderately disagree on that. Hopkins is the one I agree with you on the most, and I love Jonathan Joseph too. Um, But it's just it's interesting that these are the only two guys to go. It's it's existed for six years, and these are the only two guys who have gone into it.
1: They have Uh, anybody else worthy?
0: But all the guys you just named could have gone in by now. But Well, not Hopkins, but Joseph, no, yeah, Joseph Kubiak could have gone in.
1: They're not going to do it every year. They're going to make make sure there's a bunch of years in between. And they yeah. may never, never take Kubiak. They may want it to be super exclusive. And Geez, wait. Uh, because Hopkins, they may have to wait 20 years where they're going. Uh,
0: yeah, who knows, John. Maybe the next guy, somebody's playing on the team right now. You never know how exclusive they want to make it. We'll see. Um, All right, so that's J.J. Watt. Um, Hey, who knows, John? Maybe the next person to go in will be C.J. Stroud 30 years from now or whatever it is. I'll be
1: on the other side of the grass looking up.
0: Yeah, probably you and me both.